This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for Do Not Scratch Your Eyes is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off plus free delivery with the code YOUREYES20 at manscaped.com. Um, I've had one person contact me three times to complain that I wear brown shoes. So you'll get like really unusual <laughs> things in your inbox. Penalty! That is a massive decision! I'm with Gianfranco Zola. I feel that Knockhart is looking for this penalty. Penalty, 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 penalty. Knockhart takes, Almunia saves, Knockhart follows in. Listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, our guest today is the Mayor of Watford, Peter Taylor. Hello, how are you, Peter? I'm very well, Justin. How are you? Very good. Very good. Yourself? Yeah, good. Good, good, good. Excellent. It's uh, it's amazing to have you on, Peter. And, and firstly, thank you so much for giving up some of your your, your precious time. I'm, I'm sure you're very busy doing uh, doing what you do. Now, just just for me, I, I've got to address an, an elephant uh, in the room. Uh, how would you like to be addressed? Is it... Uh, <laughs> I mean, is it the, your lordship? Uh, <laughs> what, what do we call yeah, you? I got called all kinds of stuff, but pizza is absolutely fine. Excellent. Uh, well, yeah, that's, no problem at all. That's good. That's good. So um, I, I don't know how much you know about us, but clearly we, we, uh, we, we're quite fortunate to, to both live in the community and we, we, know, we know about you in the sense of what we see and what we read, but we don't know you as a person. So this is a real good insight for, for us uh, and the people of Watford to get to know you a little bit more. So... Really, just just briefly, just tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, are, are you born and bred in Watford? What's your yeah? Just just go for it. Just tell us. Yeah, I will us. do. Uh, hopefully, I don't know if you can hear them. So I live in Oxy uh, with my three children and my wife, and um, the kids are currently just outside of this window pretending to be dinosaurs. So hopefully, you can't hear that. <laughs> um, and they're raised uh, eleven, nine, and five. And uh, the two older ones in particular, they um, love going to watch Watford and play football in the football clubs and uh, at school and such like so 
I wasn't born in Watford. I was uh, actually born in Preston. And um, rather coincidentally, the previous mayor of Watford was from Preston as well. So, yes, Dorothy uh, Thornhill, yes. Yeah, exactly. So Dorothy grew up there, as did I. It's not a precondition for being the Watford mayor to be, <laughs> uh, uh, have your childhood in Preston. But then I grew up in Sheffield and um, ended up moving down here. I used to be a teacher at a sixth form college um, in Harrow, uh, St. Dominic's. And that's when I moved to Oxy and uh, started a family and all the rest of it and absolutely loved the town and I think the club are obviously a massive part of that I mean Preston actually Preston North End are very much part of the city of Preston and kind of based in the centre of the, the city there and so I think Watford is the same that they've got a you know a huge part of the community real family focus and uh, it's been great working with them and obviously over the last year um, they've been absolutely amazing with the support for uh, Watford General Absolutely. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, One thing I'm quite interested in is um, how does the success of Watford Football Club affect the town as a whole? Um, Are we, we, I mean, obviously, as a fan, I feel we're better off having a Premier League team in Watford. But generally, does the success of the team affect the town at all? Or does it all pretty much stay the same? So I think there's a number of ways. I mean, there's the practical thing about the fact that you'll have thousands of people coming to Watford Junction or driving down and um, spending time in the town centre. The last meeting I had uh, before this one, I think I've had about 10 meetings a day, but the one before this was actually to talk about the town centre, looking at all the data for the number of people that visit the town centre. And you can see we have footfall counters match day I think it's about 20-25% increase on those Saturdays for example when there's a home game Um, people going to the shopping centre whatever they choose to call it um, and uh, pubs (laughs) and restaurants and all the rest Um, so yeah I mean it has that immediate impact of just a busy town centre because the obviously the ground being close to the town centre but then I think the second thing which is perhaps equally important is just putting Watford on the map the reputation of the place that people know about us and um, the perception of it as a place that kind of is successful and doing well I think that's huge Uh, you know whenever people think about Watford they might talk about I don't know Harry Potter Studios or but Watford mm. FC is definitely one of the top three things that they'll associate um, I think with the town and uh, obviously recently you gave um, quite a rare honour I think it was you that gave quite a rare honour to Luther Blissett were you yeah. involved in making Luther a freeman of Watford? He's the only person I've bestowed that. So I became mayor in 2018 and um, it is a very rare thing to do. So um, Graham Taylor got the freedom of the borough. Elton John um, has the freedom of the borough, um, but very, very few people. And um, I just felt there was nobody more deserving than Luther. Obviously, incredible uh, record on the pitch, but equally in, you know, impressive record off the pitch uh, and the amount of stuff um, he's done over the, especially over the last couple of years. I mean, him and Luther and I have worked really closely together. So, for example, the Watford COVID appeal has raised nearly £200,000. It's gone to 50 local charities, kept some of them going. And Luther, you know, Luther and I did the quiz. Um, We did a charity golf day last day. He's just done loads um, to support that. And I know that he does lots of things, you know, without much fanfare, like calling up people that are struggling or doing stuff Mm. to support veterans. He supported all the dementia work. So he just quietly often gets on with it and does tons and tons for the town. Um, so I thought there was no one more deserving. I mean, it's the highest honour that we can give someone is to give them the freedom of the borough. And um, I think technically it means he can take some sheep down the high street. So we're thinking about how we <laughs> I'd uh, like to see him do that. Cats. 
Um, How awesome yeah, would that be to see Lou from Lissip bringing sheep through the town? I'd love to see <laughs> this. This needs to happen. This is a thing, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> We've got a pond ready. I just don't know if, uh, if we want pond, uh, sheep in the pond. No, no. Yeah, but thank no. you very much for cleaning the pond out before the celebrations in April because uh, I didn't jump in. I've got to say I didn't jump in. Uh, but I did see some people doing it. So uh, well done on making sure that was nice and clean before <laughs> people... <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, quite, quite, so, quite an atmosphere. It was. It was awesome. So I guess a, a question for me is I'm really intrigued about, and I know uh, things are difficult at the moment, or hopefully we're just coming out at the end of that with, with the COVID situation, but what's the normal day like for you? I mean, do you get do you get sort of like recognised in the street and somebody comes up to you and says, oh, Peter, uh, I've got this problem with my shed and I, I need to get planning permission. Do you get all that sort of thing? Yeah, so I, get, I do get stopped a lot. So the average day is a really weird mix because, you know, elected mayor means you're the leader of the council. So I'm responsible for, you know, the state of the parks and, you know, things like the leisure centre. So some practical things, finances, all the rest of it. But then, of course, you're the mayor and so you're invited to cut ribbons and open things. So today, for example, I visited a charity for deaf people to talk to them. I visited a school in the morning. I've also had a meeting with the police. I've had discussions with town centre businesses. So it's a real um, mix of things. And you'll go, you know, from literally having a conversation with a class of 10-year-olds straight into a discussion about the council's finances. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a mix and obviously no day is the same. One of the really interesting things actually during lockdown is people have been working from home. Well, a lot of people have. And of course, they've noticed things outside their front door and on the streets. So the number of emails I've got has um, tripled. Um, <laughs> I'm reliably informed that I get about 1,300 emails a week. So what? it is, wow. um, you know, uh, busy, but it's great. I mean, you get to make a difference. You know, there's loads of things. You know, you don't go into this job, you know, with hopefully without the right intentions. And for me, it's about doing the best for the town. And so things like rough sleeping or whatever it is, supporting businesses, helping people with dementia, all of that's really important. And you can actually, you know, make things happen in this role. Excellent. That's really good. We've got some, um, we, we have got some questions from supporters. And they're and just to pre-warn you, they're not about, Peter, can I build an extension on my house uh, <laughs> or, or, or anything like that? that we <laughs> because well, extra parking know, yeah exactly extra parking bay and and, and, and so forth so yeah. if if you're okay we'll yeah, just uh, we'll run through them um so well the, f- the first one i'm going to start with does actually completely go um go against what i've just said but this <laughs> comes from a ap limited and they've said uh why they said why are you but why are you turning watford into a concrete jungle by building so many high-rise flats and yeah. most without parking. Well, I, I, I guess, it, yeah. yeah, I guess from from an outsider looking at it and somebody that's that's lived in Watford all my life, we're running out of space. I guess is 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 the is the thing, and and people need to live somewhere. And I know there's a lot of. I mean, where where you live, Justin, there's a, there's a huge development going on Massive. at the moment by the Morrisons. Morrisons. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I guess we and it it kind of falls in in nicely what was happening with and, and bringing this back into to Watford about the stadium move. Did mm. you have any Did you have any sort of input or any chats about Absolutely. that side of? So, I mean, yeah. just on the first thing about development. I mean, as I mentioned before, moving to Oxy, I moved here because at the end of my road when I first moved was Attenborough Fields, lovely green space at the time. There were horses in there, great schools, great parks. You know 
fantastic community spirit. And that's what I love about Watford. And I think some people think that I go around kind of looking for places to build high-rise flats, which is really not my, not what I want. I've had letters from the minister telling me off that we should have built twice as much as we have over the last three years, which I think is really? outrageous, really? It's totally oh, bonkers. So I've gone back to them over and over again saying the targets they've set us are outrageous. We're only eight square miles. Only the silly house has less land space than we do of any council in the country. Yeah, so I'm constantly fighting, saying there's too much development and we're trying our best to kind of stop it and make the best of it. You know, it's easy for people to blame me as the council leader, but if you look at yeah, anywhere, yeah, if you look at lots of other places, the building high rises, if you go, you know, lots of people went to Wembley um, uh, the last uh, few weeks. If you go around there, there's loads of high rise all around, mm. you know. And so for me, actually, you know, I'm pushing against it as much as I can. Um, and uh, yeah, agree with people who are very concerned about it. On the club, I mean, I I think it's brilliant to have a, a, the club based in the town. And so I made it really yeah. clear right from the off when they were talking about moving to Bushy that I, I didn't support it. But more than that, I think the important thing is actually saying I welcome the fact that the owners and the chairman and everyone are very ambitious and they want to build a bigger stadium. And I do support that. And so looking at how can we make that happen. And so I've had discussions with them, what the council officers have about, you know, how do we make space um, given that the hospital plans, I mean, the hospital moving down the hill to where the car park is at the moment, that frees up some space that you could potentially expand the Graham Taylor stand. And so we started those conversations to stop to make that a possibility. And as you all know, you know, it's looking like the bushy options not really going anywhere. Um, but what I want to do is make sure they've got the, um, the space to expand at Vicarage Road because, you know, they want to... Yeah. Increased capacity around 30,000. I think that's doable. Uh, and I'm going to do everything I can to help them achieve that. Yeah, I think what you said at the beginning of this when we when we first started is that you know you, you use Preston as an example there. They're, they're very much in a community, and that's that's something rare now in in mm. especially in the Premier League. You know, in the top flight, that these stadiums aren't. They're in the middle of nowhere. You know, I use Brighton as an example. It's not even yeah. in Brighton. You know, it's it's outside of the town, and I'd, I'd hate to think of um of of Watford being not in the heart of the community where it is. Um, granted, there's a lot of people that would say Vicarage Road needs a little bit of sprucing up, but I think with the hospital redevelopment and, and as you've just said that there's the opportunity there then that that can all happen so mm, good. definitely i mean i completely agree with you the other thing about brighton because like, brighton is often used as, as an example it took them 15 years i think it was to move mm. you know there's a lot of disruption associated with that i think you know my preference would be to crack on with it and you know they're ambitious which is great you know completely um we want that ambition but uh, as i say I think it really does change things. If you if you basically drive to a car park on the edge of a town or a city, you go to a map and you drive off and you never see the town centre, you don't visit any of the yeah, yeah, totally uh, agree. local places. And it does it changes the, the kind of club that you are. I agree. So how much do they involve you in this sort of things? Or how much do you involve yourself in these sort of things? I mean, do they do they consult with you or do you sort of see what's going on and say actually no? Or how does how does the process Yes, work? I mean ultimately obviously they're you know, that they can they're the masters of their own destiny to some of, of their own destiny to some degree. But I think the mayor, the benefit of being the mayor of the town is that you've got, you know, people have voted for me to be the leader of the council and say uh, I'm able to have those conversations. So you know, I have met with them, I've talked to Scott about these things um, and discussed it and I think by and large we have a really positive relationship you know so that they're very keen to support the community support the hospital obviously recognize the huge contribution they make to the town so we have pretty positive conversations I mean there's also lots of discussions that goes on between you know people and my offices and their, their senior people all around Riverwell so 
there is a, a lots of discussions uh, around it and you know it's in everyone's interest to have those so um although i can't tell them you know i can't order them to do anything i can make my views really clear yeah uh, and i think they you know i don't think it came as any great surprise to them that the mayor of watford wanted watford fc to remain in the town rather than moving away yeah well i think that's right i think it has to, i don't think it that's has right to stay there, but, you know, yeah. yeah yeah i think it's it's like you say it's in the right place to be part of the town you have to walk through the town if you're coming from the junction to mm. to the to the to the ground indeed pretty much any station really unless you know you're going from the the underground then you might miss the town a bit but i think it's vitally important it stays there i mean um, but you then you're talking to somebody who was born in the hospital next door so yeah, yeah. it's kind of <laughs> kind of in my blood i guess in a way but um yeah yeah absolutely fantastic i'm re- very relieved that that's kind of been quietly dropped i think really that move yeah i don't think that was it is all good. that history though i think that's you know you can't really take that for granted you know people have got so many memories and you'll speak to people who've been going to big Road for 60 years and they've got all of the recollections i mean my three kids were all born at watford general you know i remember having to check when are the home match for when my wife went into labor so you know, and all of those kind of things yeah. i mean everyone's got those kind of memories and it would be a sad it would be a really sad day if, if, if this club did move and all yeah you know, very I mean, emotional even silly things i remember walking up vicarage road and the ambulances used to come up there and it was like get out of the way yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. chaos at least we've got that new the, the new uh bypass right, now yeah. so yeah so that that's all that's all avoided so yeah it is it's very much that and i think when when people are so used to doing something for so long it's so hard to let go and I think it's more the thought of doing it rather than what it actually is. But well, it's our home. Yeah. It's not just a stadium. It's yeah. our home, isn't it? It's home games. Yeah, yeah. It's our, it's our it's our home, and it's you know I've sat everywhere in that stadium. As I think you have, Carl, and it just would be an anathema for me to sort of start watching football elsewhere. It'd be like, oh no. No, I don't. It is, but, I mean, I, when we so when we had the vaccination clinic at Watford, and you know, thousands of people were vaccinated. In the a few days before that, um, Luther Blisser and myself uh, and Aga, my deputy, did a video to kind of encourage people to go and to kind of promote it. And we went. We, the club let us go on, you know, next to the pitch. And actually, even when the stadium's totally empty and there's no no one there, um, and you just stood there, it's still kind of there is still a feel. You know, you kind of get that emotion of being at the ground and. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, clubs are grounds are special places, even when they're totally empty. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you are you a season ticket holder then? Do you go to matches? I'm not. So I go quite a lot with my kids. So occasionally, I get to go in the chairman's, you know, box and have <laughs> a great view. Perk uh, of the job. Perk of the job. Yeah. Great <laughs> perk of the job. <laughs> um, I mean, my wife. So it's funny. She's only ever been to two football matches, and one of them was the FA Cup final. But we won't dwell on the <laughs> FA Cup final. Yeah, move on. Um, but the um, I'll take my two young, my two of my kids quite like going. So we'll go probably to about half a dozen eight games a season well um, you're a busy I did, man i did find myself looking at the price of season tickets. well i looked at the price of season tickets yesterday and thought actually for the family stand it probably makes sense to think about well you um, don't want to sit in there you could be sitting next to me yeah <laughs> he's a troublemaker <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is i think it is massively to the credit of the club the price they charge the kids to get you know to get a yeah i i, I think the um it, to be fair, it is priced very easy, and it even fits silly things like direct debit. You know, nobody's got to stress and worry that they've got to come up with X amount of hundreds of pounds, maybe you know, thousands of pounds in some cases. But yeah, no, they, they I, I give them credit where it's due, and we, you know, sometimes. And the idea of this podcast wasn't always to be, you know, sticking on the side of the club. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. And, and, and mm. credit where it's due with 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 that because they they have done really well with where that's concerned with the family yes. side of it. Yeah, I agree. We've got a question from an actual business, uh, and it's very simple. Um, it's from the uh, the kitchen in Croxley Green. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yep, and it's she. She asks this all the time, but um, cake. Yes, yeah, it, 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 that's it. It's your favourite cake? Yeah. So, what's your favourite cake? I mean, I will eat any cake, but um, Rocky Road brownies. I oh do yes, like chocolate kind of uh, cakes. Yeah, nice. Now we're talking. Lovely. But stuff. I do. We do get cakes from there actually. So, um, is it, it's Lynn, isn't it? I think. That yeah, Linda Anderson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah she's she's lovely. Yeah, no, she's good. She keeps getting um, free plugs on this podcast. By the way, we must be due a. Cake she does. Yeah, we might, and I did speak to her about having a little sponsorship deal, and she's yeah. We'll so if she's listening to this, we'll, we'll we'll pitch a meeting soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then really, uh, there's a couple of more questions, but this one um, comes from the Schrodels, and it's uh, uh, can Peter get loofah or push loofah for an MBE for services to the community as well as being a pioneer pioneering footballer. I think we've yeah. already covered like... Well, how, MBE how much... though, is, I mean, that, you, you, is that something you, you could spend... do? Could you actually yeah. push loofah yeah, forward you, for something? Could you do that? Like? All I can say is I can't think of anyone more deserving of an MBE or OB. Obviously, it's not my decision. Let's just say that I would support it very much. Very okay. much so. Let's uh, leave it at that. <laughs> and let's watch this space. Hopefully, I mean, as I say, I mean, I've um, obviously given him the freedom of the borough from Watford Council's uh, perspective, but I do think services to football and to the community, his his contribution has been immense. I mean, occasionally people say to me, you should put a, build a statue or name a road after him, but my understanding is that only happens when people have passed away. So oh, let's uh, hope. we don't no, want no, that no. to happen. No, we don't want that to happen. Yeah. No, 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 no. No. Do you get a, no, do, you, yeah. do you get a say in the naming of roads? By the way, can you say? Oh, I think we should call this so and so. Yeah, so we've actually looked at that. I mean, there was a lot of discussion. It was controversial at the time around Black Lives Matter and names of roads. But yeah, for me, yeah, actually, um, yeah. it's about future road names and thinking about the history of the town. So, for example, the road we mentioned before goes to Watford General Thomas Sawyer Way. You know, yeah. we named that after a soldier who yeah. passed yeah. away in Afghanistan, lived in Oxy. I think that was you know really right to recognise. His contribution so we have said you know we always think carefully about when we do name new streets so there's not many new streets um created no but... maybe we could start naming tower blocks yeah <laughs> but what we could do you'll love this I, you'll love this i've come up with it i've cracked it you remember when they did the naming of the boat and it was uh the public said boaty mcboat face yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that Give the people of Watford the opportunity <laughs> to name, uh, maybe even rename the town hall, something like that. <laughs> I'll bear that in mind. I'll yeah, that idea. Yeah. I'll file that under forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> B one N. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just uh, sorry. There's another question. Uh, Ryan asks, um, "What's the strangest thing you've ever asked or have been asked to open?" So, if is there anything that oh, sort of sticks out in your mind where you go? Oh gosh, uh, I've been sure asked to open lots of things. I mean, I always enjoy it. So, for example, I, recently I just opened a refillable shop, which was great in Oxy. And then before that, I got to open a um, a dessert restaurant on the high street, which was great again because I got a dessert. And, uh, uh, I see, I but, see. Yeah. Um, I did get to open uh, not McDonald's, Burger King, um, and that was at ten in the morning. And they asked me if I wanted a Whopper burger, whatever it was. So it was a bit early in the day. For <laughs> yeah, early for you. <laughs> <laughs> So I can't think of the strangest thing. I mean, I do get some strange, you know, um, I've had one person contact me three times to complain that I wear brown shoes. So you'll get like really unusual <laughs> things in your inbox. Uh, oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. Dear Mr. Yeah. Mayor, I've noticed you wear brown shoes. <laughs> yeah. Brown so shoes from next. Place. It's unacceptable. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> mad. <laughs> um, no, I'm always happy. I think opening, opening things is quite 
you know, it's quite good because you get to meet people. And actually, that point you made before, like quite often when you're out and about, people just come up to you to talk about something that's, you know, like the word on the street or something they've picked up. Or I think it's important in my job to uh, to hear those things. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very good. So, very good. So when does your term end? I'm not quite sure how. I mean, I don't get a vote in the yeah. mayoral elections because I live in croxley well I've, I've got a wd18 postcode but i don't get to vote i don't think i'm um, no, sure you probably don't either carl where you are in moore park so so no i have to run across the railway line to be in watford yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so you're both in three rivers so what happens yeah. in watford is it's every four years so um i'm up for election next year so it'll be up to the voters to decide if i'm out of my job or not um and uh, what's that like plan how does that work planning your kind of your i guess your future yeah it's a bit strange so there was talk of, about a year ago of possibly abolishing watford councils so the government were talking about having one council for the whole of hertfordshire um and getting rid of all you know three rivers and hartsman everyone would be scrapped and they've given up on that idea but at the time I remember thinking you know I was a teacher before so I'd probably go back to something like that but it is you know I think politics you can it's not it's not a job like any other job and you can't kind of assume you're going to have it for any period of time so I'm kind of you know I really enjoy it do the best that I can but you can't as I say next year it'll be up to the voters to decide um if, whether that continues i've always found football and, and and politics to be quite similar in, in many ways in the sense of the opinions that that, that people have on it and it, it divides so many people doesn't it mm. you know and you could be in a pub talking about and I, I generally i can talk about football no problem politics probably because i don't fully understand the ins yeah, and outs yeah. of it completely and uh, it's naivety, I guess, is, is the best way. But then when somebody says something and you think, no, nah, that's wrong. And it, mm. But for some reason, I don't know what it is with politics. It just, there's no middle ground. It, yeah. it, it's very, very peculiar um, yeah. thing. I do think yeah. at the moment as well, it's been really kind of very divided. And I've always, although I am obviously elected as a part of a party, tried not to be kind of too party political and just thought I'm actually the leader of the council for the whole town, work for the whole town uh, and do my best for it. And um, yeah, I mean, there are some similarities. I've lasted longer than most Watford managers, I suppose. <laughs> oh, <laughs> without <laughs> doubt. <laughs> without Great doubt, link. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I used to uh, talk to uh, Mayor Dorothy a few times, actually, uh, yeah. a, a long time ago. And wasn't she your teacher as well, Carl? She was my teacher at Joan of Arc, yeah. Oh, was she? She was, yeah. And, fierce uh, lady. Yeah. Fierce lady. <laughs> and she was, um, I mean, to be fair, I, I only ever really spoke to her in a sort of a professional capacity uh, as part of um, the hospital radio or whatever. But I always found her to be to be great. She's now in the um, House of Lords. Is that something that would interest you if they said, come and join us at the... Uh... I think it's highly unlikely. So Dorothy was the mayor for 16 years. First ever female mayor, I think. And you know, as you said, did, you know, from my perspective, a great job. She had people, some people loved her. Some people uh, couldn't stand her. Uh, that's the supposed politics, isn't it? Mm, but yeah. you know, I think by and large, people would say she did. You know, she worked hard for the town. But House of Lords, I think, is really unlikely. <laughs> well, we never know. We never know. You know, you could be a peer. It'd be great. <laughs> Get the ermine on. Why not? That means you have to take us on a tour and stuff. We have to write to you, and you've got to take us round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So what's um, what's in the future uh, for you exactly? Is there is there sort of anything new and exciting on the horizon for you, um, sort of Watford wise, Watford town wise? Yes. So for me, there's loads of stuff happening, you know, in the town, and I think 
coming out of COVID is going to be really important. So at the moment, most of what I'm doing is about helping businesses, you know, making sure we've got all the health stuff. But also, I think really important that we've got good facilities. So I'm really pleased about Office Activity Park, for example, and the skate park mm-hmm. there, stuff we've done in Castleby Park. So, you know, I really want to focus on those things. Um, town centre um, is it, a success. You go around the country, see lots of town centres really struggling. Watford's doing relatively well, but, you know, making sure that, where John Lewis used to be, we've got new businesses coming there. All of that, you know, is really important. That's, yeah, that's, that's huge, a big old it? space to fill. That is, I tell that you, that is huge. Yeah, yeah. that that that's. Um, I mean, I I, I remember uh, years ago when when the Harlequin came. I can I can call it the Harlequin. It was like Harlequin. <laughs> yeah. When the Harlequin came in, then um, and it 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 did. It killed the high street. It just it, for for many years, and then it it kind of turned into that drinking mile where it was just pubs and and now I actually quite like the the mix that's there and, and I, I think the best move that's been made and if this is on your part well done sir doff the cap is the is the cinema and and, and that side of it because yeah, yeah. It, it it brings the families and and that crowd back to the town rather than just the you know the yeah. drinkers and you need a mix at the end of Absolutely. the day. Um, the things that do well in the town centre is like the climbing wall, the cinema, the bowling alley. We've now got a skate room. So, and there's going to be more of that, you know, and I think because people, you know, like it or not, people are going to buy stuff, more stuff online these days. And yeah. so if you want a pair of jeans, you're not necessarily going to go to the town centre. Yeah. So we've got to have, if, you know, that kind of you... combination. I think if you leave that John Lewis uh, empty for too long, JD Weatherspoons will be after that. <laughs> <laughs> Any empty well, building there, aren't there? In I, it, I did have a meeting this week talking with Global Mutual, who own the, the shopping centre. Let's just call it. And um, yes, the, the shopping centre. <laughs> and they um, there's, there's lots of interest, and it's just a question of Good. who out of the many interested people goes in there. But watch this space because hopefully in the next few weeks there'll be an announcement on that. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be that'd great. Be good. I mean, I, I love the town now is is looking nice. It was during the whole redevelopment thing. It was like, will this ever end? Will oh, this no, ever end? <laughs> um, but it's looking nice now, and I, I love the, the the charter place being sort of covered now and stuff. And yeah, like yeah. Carl says, having a cinema and a bowling alley in town, not having to go to Woodside necessarily, it is fantastic as well. So yes. um, it's it's actually a, a lovely town. Yeah, it's been my hometown pretty much all my life. So I'm going to say that. But yeah, I mean. It's I think it's a lovely place to live. So keep up the good work, I would say. I disagree with that. Thank you. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. And and, and for me, Peter, the one thing I'd say is uh, I think your job could potentially from an outsider looking in be sometimes of a a thankless task in some ways. And I think it's worth saying that I'm from Watford. I'm so proud of the town. I'm proud of its people, the club, everything. Mm. And, you know, for, for, for everything that you represent and what all the work you've done with Luther, with the charity stuff, honestly, fantastic and, and well oh, done i know you. that that's just me saying that but i know i know so many people in the town are, are of a similar mindset so yeah that, that, thanks appreciate it you do have good days and bad days in this oh, i'm job, sure but, yeah. yes i can imagine <laughs> sure. I can, and if i opened up my emails and there was 1300 of them the laptop would be going <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly yeah yeah especially so- about brown shoes <laughs> Thank you for the questions. You never know what you're going to get in these. I do do quite, I don't know if you've seen a Facebook live where people can comment as I'm doing it. So it's very, you know, they're kind of coming in and you just never know. Um, yeah, that could, I, I, I guess that can be a bit, 
well, it must be before. it must be quite easy to so, so I didn't see that one. I'm very sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the nice one, the, the horrible one. It floated, but I couldn't read it. It went by too quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you get a few of those. Yeah. Thanks a lot for inviting me on, and uh, good yeah. luck. Let me know if I can ever help with anything in the future. All Amazing. right. Have a good evening, both. Thanks, of you. Peter. Thanks very much. Thank I appreciate you. Bye. Thanks. Cheers. Get 20% off and free delivery with the code YOUREYES20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free delivery at manscaped.com. And use the code YOUREYES20. Your balls will thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible or anime yeah. and under this sure. mask is another mask <laughs> <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on the anime effect listen every friday wherever you get your podcast and watch full video episodes on crunchyroll or on the crunchyroll youtube channel this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans.